Brian Breaker. You're a little whiny baby. Babe. Don't assume my gender. Friends since the seventh grade. Dude. You're just a bitch with this phone. F you. Well, sort of. One professional wrestler and one rapper get together to talk movies, comics, video games, pro wrestling, and anything that makes you say, WTF. Let's not talk about Bane's ooze. Harry Potter erotica. Awesome in theory. Kind of a mess in practice. This is Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Oh, yeah. Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Boy. Grab a monster, crack it open, let's go. It's time that we start the show, no hesitation, oh no. The most energetic podcast of all of the podcasts. So when you listen to the show, you know that it kicks ass. So when I smash on these cowards like Mario did the Bowser with the best thing you've been and suspenders on trousers. To all the haters, say howdy, make a believer from doubters. Put in the stake in the shower, break up and bitch, power, hour. Yeah, hello. Uh, hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Uh, yeah. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. Welcome to the show. Ladies and gentlemen, we are Rolling Sound is episode 437 of Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. Of course, I am Brian Breaker. Joining me as always, Big underscore Bane. It's too damn hot, isn't it? Too damn hot, Breaker. You love the heat. Fuck no. This is the worst. This is the absolute worst. I'm in hell. So, funny story. Uh, good friend of the show, Nate from Rink Skirts, hit me up. He said he used to live in Vermont. He act like it sucks. I'm not taking Nate from ring skirts. I'm not. I'm not. And, and here's why. Here's why. He said it's really muggy. Like, he was telling me all about it. I was like, damn, that'll crush his spirit. Okay, but muggy Vermont would be, like, a cool day here. Well, you think that, but without experience, you don't know. If, they're, if their highs are mid-80s and it's muggy, that would be, like, a 90-degree day here. Probably. Yeah. Which is a decent day here. Like it's 102 is what it feels like outside right now. Here. Yeah. So it'd be like a good 10 degrees cooler there. I could handle that easily. I just, I laugh at you because I don't think you're going to Vermont. I will not anytime soon. I think you're like Jim from the office, like taking a trip. Not anytime you know, soon. I mean, I got to take a trip. I got to wait at least like uh Probably four years. Is five, this like five your years? retirement plan to go no, this, to live in Vermont? No, this is the uh, this is the uh, plan. Once all the kids are old enough to, to be on their own, yeah, yeah. Once once they're good to go, then out outski headed to Vermont. Yep, yep. Well, I don't know. I hope it works out for you, but I just I thought it was funny because I I'm like I don't I don't know anything about Vermont, but the, what he was telling me was like, oh, that's that doesn't sound great. I mean, it, to to me, like it just it sounds amazing. the The idea of even if it is has those muggy days. I mean, I'm I'm acclimated to muggy days. They suck, but like still, with the highs being like mid 80s there, that that doesn't sound bad to me at all. I wonder what the weather is right now in Vermont. Actually, so he said 
He grew up in northern New York on the Canadian border, four hours from Ottawa, pretty much the same latitude as Vermont. Not only is 20 below zero not uncommon in the dead of winter um, up there, the news always calculates the wind chill factor, which can make temperatures feel even lower than they actually are. So it, it, so I get that he doesn't mind the winter. Well, then there's the summer. And yes, usually in the 80s and sometimes 90s and above, but humidity was always awful. It is worse of both worlds. Lung-piercing cold, Amazonian, Amazonian, whatever, humidity. And I get to revisit it every time I visit my parents, and it sucks. So that's some 411 from somebody who uh, who gets it. Okay, well, I can tell you right now, today, in Vermont, and this is just one of the big cities, Stowe. I don't know anything about Stowe, but it is 53 degrees and raining right there. Rain sucks. Rain does suck, but I will gladly take a 53-degree rainfall than this BS. Oh, I would rather have the heat. Give me the heat. You would you right right now, you would rather be in in Tulsa, Oklahoma where it feels like 101 degrees. Yes. If that. Cuz you can go swimming. You can do summer stuff. You can't do that when it's like cold. You can't swim in 53 degree weather. I don't want to swim. I don't want to swim right now, Breaker. Why don't you want to swim? Because it's too damn hot. That's why you swim. It cools you down. That's bullshit. You're a psycho. You're an absolute psycho. I'm a psycho. You're a psycho. You enjoy having your skin on fire. I No, I don't, actually. That's what happens in 100 degree weather. Your skin does not catch on fire, usually. My skin is burning up right now because I spent two and a half hours mowing the damn yard this morning. Were you in a tank top? Yes. That's why. Should have wore sleeves. It's too damn hot. <laughs> I mean, we're circling here, pal. It is too damn hot for sleeves. Yeah, but if you think about it, when people are outside working, they're not out in tank tops because you get sunburnt. Have you ever heard of a sunburn? Too, that's what I'm talking about, Breaker, is a sunburn. That's it's your own fault, hot. though. That's it's your too own damn fault. hot. Watch guys that mow the yard. What are they wearing? Sleeves. Why would I sit there and watch guys mow the yard, Breaker? Why? Why would I do that? To learn, damn it. I ain't learning shit. <laughs> Apparently, you ain't, ain't learning, learning shit, shit. cry baby. <laughs> well, obviously, we got a, rest, a lot of wrestling talk this week, probably more than we've had in the existence of this show. So what do you say we get right down to it? Let's do it. Well, here I am again, talking a little pro wrestling while Breaker and Bay take a little break, cracking them, buying energies. Listen to me, you two sons of bitches. Get ready to talk wrestling. Stone Cold out. Oh, hell yeah. Thanks, Stone Cold. Shout out to Stone Cold. Speaking of Stone Cold, his greatest rival of all time, Vince McMahon. Mr. McMahon himself has uh, has come under some scrutiny, as it were. Um, obviously, this is not something I need to explain, but in case people don't know, uh, apparently there's some hush money out there. Mm-hmm. A non-disclosure agreement um, because of a... Re- inappropriate relationship that Mr. McMahon had with a paralegal or an intern in his company. Apparently he even passed her around to his tag team partner, John Laurinaitis, who was probably complimenting Vince's muscles. Uh, Gross. Yeah. Um, this is one of those things. This reminds me so much of the Ric Flair dark side of the ring. Cause it's like all the things Flair's done. It's like, that's the one that got him really. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. this feels like, okay. And this is just, to me, this seems like stuff. Standard operating procedure for WWE, in my opinion. At least for Vince, yeah. Right. So yeah. is it shocking that all this, like, hey, you're stepping down as CEO and Stephanie's taking over after taking a leave of absence? Like, does that 
kind of hits at a weird time, doesn't it? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's one of those things. It's it's not that he hasn't done this before. I'm sure this, like you said, is standard procedure. I think it's the fact that it uh, came to the open, and I think that's where it's catching him, catching him that hell. Yeah. So I saw a thread on Twitter of all the, like the indiscretions he's had supposedly over the years, and um, none of this is shocking to me. No. Um, John Laurinaitis being a sleazeball, not shocking. He is married to the Bella Twins' mom. Still? He was. I mean, yeah. I don't know. but I wonder if he will be after this has come out. It makes you wonder if that's true. Although, I feel like his name got brought up a little bit, and then it kind of got um, passed over. Like, people kind of forgot about that. Eh, I mean. I mean, not as much as Vince. Well, Vince I, has talked about way I more. I think that's because nobody really gives a shit about John Laurinaitis. Right. So, a lot of people are kind of assuming, oh, Vince is out of the picture, you know, Stephanie's taking over. I'm like, if he, if people honestly think Vince isn't going to have any say-so or control, I think they're delusional, in my opinion. Like like I tweeted out, if he would have went to prison back in the 90s, he's running the company from his jail sale. Like, he's like, yeah, he's got Jerry Jarrett there to run things, but they're doing what Vince, Vince wants. I mean, I think it's one of those things, all they said was that he's giving up his CEO job. They didn't say he's giving up creative control of the WWE, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he's probably still got his hand completely in what goes on. What do you think comes of this? Uh, I, I think I, I I think the um, Stephanie thing will end up becoming permanent, or or it will be somebody else in that position. You think so? Yeah. You don't think he'll just step right into it in a few months? No, I because I, I I think I think it's I think everything that's true. You know what I mean? Well, of course, it's true. Right, and I think probably more things are going to come out. And so I, I, I don't think it'll be swept under the rug this time. But do you? But I feel like Vince is the type of guy where he's not just going to willingly, because he could have retired what twenty years ago. Mm-hmm. He's in his mid seventies, right? Yeah. I mean, he's somewhere in. So he technically could have retired ten years ago. Right, but I mean, he could have. I mean, money wise, I mean, retired. Yeah, way before that. So retired in the nineties if he wanted to. Right. So what keeps him? running the schedule he's doing. I mean, yeah. who, who the hell knows? I mean, I don't know. I mean, I, I have no doubt that he loves what he does, you know, otherwise he wouldn't be doing it, but I would assume that probably the rest of the board probably is ready to see him go. Mm-hmm. And I could see them being in agreement that it's just time. I always circle back to Nick Khan. Mm-hmm. I have a theory this guy's a time traveler. Yeah. And the reason I say that is like he literally came out of nowhere. I had never heard the name. In yeah. fact, the first few times I heard his name, I kept thinking that this was like Tony Khan's dad. Yeah. Because I knew his dad was also involved in like his sports stuff, like the other sports. I don't think he's so much involved in AEW. He may be an investor, but I'm not sure. But his dad's name's not Nick Khan, but I kind of kept thinking, like, well, maybe that's his dad. Then I'm like, oh, he's with WWE. Who is this guy? Yeah. Then all of a sudden, hundreds of talents get released. Mm-hmm. Everything's shaken up. And it's like, he's kind of always at the helm. Yeah. Who the hell is this guy? Yeah. And it kind of makes me it makes me think, like, this dude just shows up out of nowhere, gets all of this power, mm-hmm. and seemingly is, like, knocking the McMahons off one by one. Yeah. It, it's super weird. I don't know. I can't explain it. Yeah. I mean, it's really weird. And I... I Still, I still think that uh, Nick Khan was probably hired from a um, business standpoint, kind of like Charles Minor. You know, it's like he, he has no idea what a wrestling business is and how it's supposed to be ran, but he knows business. 
And he's probably a good manager. He's probably good at taking a company that's making it profitable. Yeah. Maybe I don't want to say hemorrhaging money, but not their bottom line's not as good as it was. Yeah. Let's cut a bunch of talents. Because I remember in 2020, didn't they have like their most profitable year ever? Yep. And that during was kind of when we first started hearing about during it. During a pandemic. But yeah. they also released like, what, 60 talents that year or something yep. like that. So, yeah, they freed up a lot of money. Yep. The, you know, talents they didn't need. So it's like, oh. And that was when they freed up like, uh, what was it, the, the Good Brothers? Right? Am I right? Mm-hmm. That was around that time. And they had just signed a new deal making millions of dollars. I remember those two got cut. Rowan or Eric Redbeard got cut. And I know he was making good money. Yep. But then also like Brian Myers, Cardona, a bunch of a bunch of people had all yep. got Bray Wyatt. I think was maybe after he was a little bit late because he he did a lot of pandemic stories. But um, but yeah, he was he was another big name that got cut that I was just shocked by. Well, every round of cuts, if you notice, there's usually one really like highly paid guy. Mm-hmm. Like in that last set, wasn't like uh, John Morrison mm-hmm. part of it? Yeah, and you know he's making money. Oh yeah. And and then Alistair Black, it's like you know he's making money. So yeah. it's like there's always like one big name money guy yeah. in all of those. So yeah, definitely interesting. And you know, there's also possibilities that Nick Khan was wanting to release other people that they were like, whoa, 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 no, 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 no. You know, like right. they had to put a stop to it because he just doesn't know. He's right. not in the know of stuff. So. Yeah, I, I I think that's a big part of it is he just doesn't. He's just a good financial guy. He probably has no idea how the wrestling business works, and he probably doesn't care to. Probably not. And. As long as he's making his money, he's right. going to do whatever he wants. Now, is that the type of guy you would want running your company? Not my wrestling company, no. Yeah. No. If I was running a, uh, you know, paper company, yes. Yeah, you want Charles Minor. I want Charles Minor. Give yeah. me the rundown. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to fax my dad. <laughs> uh, that being said, uh, all this stuff with Vince is um, certainly interesting. And I guess it's kind of just like he comes out on SmackDown. What do you think about that? It was weird. It was super weird, right? Yeah, it was really weird, and it, and it felt like a goodbye. Welcome um, to SmackDown. It, it either felt like a goodbye, or it felt like uh, if I'm going down, I'm taking all you sons of bitches with me. Mm-hmm. You know, him really emphasizing that together thing, that was like something weird about that. A little strange. Yeah. yeah. I thought that, too. Just like, okay, and you're a freaking weirdo. Yep. I, I don't know. I don't know what to think about the whole thing. I just, I feel like with Vince, it's like... This isn't new. If if I would have heard this story, like I one of the ones I read, and I remember reading it when it happened. Mm-hmm. It was in this thread on Twitter that he went to a twenty four hour tanning salon, and the girl accused him of him showing pictures of himself to her naked. <laughs> you know, and I, I can only imagine Vince pulls up in his freaking stretch limo. Mm-hmm. You know, wearing his suit probably. Yep, strutting in. It's one in the morning. Yep. Hey, darling, and he's like showing his, his dong. Yeah, like that—that's Vince. Like, of course he would do that, right? Yeah. Oh, it, yeah. That doesn't shock me in the least. But it's like, but how does that get swept under the rug? Like, I, I don't know. It's it's weird. He's more Ric Flair than Ric Flair. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I I've actually heard though that's where the original idea for the Million Dollar Man came. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I guess he was on an airplane. I don't know if you've heard the story, but he was on an airplane back when they could smoke. Mm-hmm. Pal, I'll give you hundred bucks. Put out the cigarette. No, I want to smoke. Yeah. Pal, I'll give you $300, put out the cigarette. Finally, at around 1000 the guy's like, okay. Yeah. Everybody's got a price. Yep. And, I mean, he's right. I mean, so that's the million-dollar man. I mean, that's Vince. I tell you, man, if I was if I was the guy smoking, I would have just seen how high I can get that number, though. <laughs> well, yeah, at $1,000, though, I, it's kind of hard to say no to that. Yeah, but I would have if, if he's offering $1,000, i would be like, let's see if I can get him two. Let's see if I can get sure. him five. <laughs> like. Yeah, because I would have taken the thousand, but like at that point, I would have been thinking to myself, like, 
how he's willing to go. That being said, this dude's clearly unstable. Like, I don't know if you would want to mark yeah. yourself like with this guy. Like, he's the type of guy that's going to learn everything about so, you and, and punch and, you well, down. And also, too, ballsy enough to start offering you cash, cold hard cash on a plane. That's a little weird in itself. Absolutely it is. You know? Yeah. And truth be told, I talk a big game, but if somebody just asked me to put out a cigarette, I would. Sure. Sure. <laughs> you know, I like, mean, my just, bad. Oh, yeah. I mean, smoking on an airplane is still kind of surprising that they even made that happen, especially with the air circulating. I mean, it's not. They used to smoke in restaurants. You remember that? I do, and that's weird that, like. Like, I, my the, grandpa used to smoke, my dad used to smoke, and I just remember be sitting at a Waffle House, and they'd just be huffing and puffing on one. Like, well, because remember the smoking section? Right by my waffles, yep. And it wasn't like, it was just like over here and then over here. Yeah. It's like, well, there's that, that half wall. Growing up, that's where I always sat was in the smoking section. <laughs> oh, yeah, dude, it, it's it's wild. Well, like, I remember working at Chili's, and when I worked there, we, like, it was one of the last states to do smoke-free. Mm-hmm. Oklahoma, where we're from, had already pretty well done it, but Missouri hadn't gotten there yet. So the bar area, you could smoke. Yeah. The restaurant, you couldn't. A guy comes, sets at the bar, lights up. I'm sorry, sir, we're not smoking. Well, you should. People like smoke. Like, not our decision, you fucking buffoon. (laughs) Like, it's a fucking policy statewide. Right, yeah. You just can't smoke at a bar. Yeah. You know, anymore. I mean, I'm maybe... You know, independent bars. You can't, Regular but, bars. That, yeah. Even in Oklahoma, you can still smoke in those. Yeah. But it's just like, no, sorry. Yeah. And yeah. He got all mad. And I'm like, all right, whatever, dude. But anyway, uh, yeah, the whole thing with Vince, man, it's 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 shocking. It's it's weird. It's not shocking, I guess. It's shocking that it got to the point of him stepping down, I think. Yeah. Well, because I, I could only assume him being like, let it go. It'll, it'll blow over. Somebody leaked the story, I think, is what happened. Yeah. I mean. Because that's if that wouldn't have come out, then I think everything would have been punky dory. But like the fact that somebody leaked it, it made it a big deal as well. Yeah. What causes him to step down? Well, and if if he paid off one woman, he's paid off more. Absolutely. And I think that's kind of what you were alluding to earlier. But yeah. more of this will happen. He's he's done that. I mean, because wasn't that a big thing with the Ashley Ashley Massaro? Yeah, and that was a big thing with her. Uh, that was another thing from that thread. If people don't know that. Apparently is when they were doing a tribute for the troops. Mm-hmm. She apparently got raped by a military individual. Yeah. And Okay, so it was it was a different thing, but Yeah, but I guess when she reported it, he asked her to keep quiet to keep the military relationship good, which is really not cool. Well, and also too that wouldn't hurt the military relationship. No, it's that, that, they would have punished the guy for doing that. Right. And and you know, she ended up, I think, committing suicide yeah. a few years ago. So and I don't know if that's related to that, but it probably can't help. Well, there was also a female referee, I believe, back in the 80s. Yeah, um, that was a thing that was brought up. Yeah, that Vince raped or was accused of raping. Um, and, I mean, even... Well, the fact that he always had stories of kissing the women on television was always uncomfortable to me. 75% of the storylines he was involved in were like him being dominant over a, a, a woman. I, re- you know, and if you go back and look at some of the stuff, I don't think at the time we looked at it the same way, but like having Trish bark like a dog in her bra and panties. That's always bothered me. That was so weird. Even then, I remember thinking it was weird. Yep. Now it's like cringy, cringy yep. weird. Especially knowing what we for sure know about the guy. Yeah. Yeah. It's just stuff like that where you're just like, ugh. And even um, uh, Lena, Lena Fanine. Uh, Nijax. Um She... I, I saw a tweet come out from her that was basically like reiterating what's happening with him right now. Like it was a tweet that she had posted a couple of years ago about like 
sleeping with the boss to get a better paycheck or something like that or mm. to keep your job or something like that. And I was like her specifically or other women. Probably. No other. She was talking about other women, mm-hmm. but it, but she ended it with like just a random tweet. LOL. I you do know. remember that actually, or something to that. It effect. was, it, I, I can't remember the exact tweet, but it was basically that. And so I'm like, clearly art, that happens. Art imitates life. Right? right. So it's to me, is it shocking when a certain woman comes up and all of a sudden, bam, huge push. Right. Yeah, you know, probably not. And, and I mean, uh, I'm sure we could have our guesses on the roster right now who some of those women might be, but like mm-hmm. it's, it just, I don't know. It's sad that that's the way it is. It really is. It's, it's, but I mean, I've heard that all the way back, you know, before, you yeah. know, and I've heard different out. I mean, I've heard that with Pat Patterson. Oh yeah. You know, and I've heard that with other people. So it's like, you, you kind of hope that that's not the case, but then you kind of wonder yeah. at certain points. And, and it's one of those things like it, it just really shows how corrupt Vince is. Yeah. Like, you know, I mean, we've, again, we've all, he makes money despite himself, right? Think about yeah. that freaking, like how, how much bad television has this guy put on over the years? Yeah. I mean, think about the whole diva search concept, how bad yeah. that was, but it's yeah. like he, or the times he would literally do the stupidest skits on television just to, just to embarrass somebody. Yeah. Jim Ross was a prime example of that. Yep. It was just, it was always uncomfortable to me. And I, I remember any time I would want to watch, you know, quote unquote wrestling, it was always weird to be like this. Really? This is what they're putting out yeah. there? Like, you know what I mean? Because well, this, this is a wrestling. Even when you look back at some of the days that we just absolutely loved, I think of Naked Midian. Yeah. Like, what did that guy do? <laughs> You're streaking. <laughs> right. Oh, I mean, like, I know, but like, what did he do to get in that position? Right. You know what I mean? Like, makes you wonder. Well, I, I, I just saw a TikTok where Matt Hardy was talking about, you know, when Viscera used to do the Visagra where he'd like basically hump you. Yeah. And he was like, yeah, I had some heat at the time. So it's like, they purposely said, okay, Viscera is going to do his Viscera thing. Who's it going to be? It's going to be Matt Hardy because right now we, we don't, don't like, like him. him. Yeah. Even though like, it's like, we're not taking like, let's take away everything this guy's done. Like for his bot for, from body wise yeah. for the industry. Right. Yeah. Well, right now we don't like him. So yeah. let's make Viscera hump him. Yeah. That's stupid. And it kind of makes you wonder what all the kiss my ass things were really about. Well, that was super uncomfortable. Yeah. You know, like all that stuff was just, disturbing to me mm-hmm. like he literally made people kiss his ass like yeah. on television yep i don't know like it's who's, weird who's turning that on thinking like man this is good this right. is good shit yeah. right here yeah. <laughs> yeah it's it's weird behavior very weird so uh, yeah i guess we'll see what happens i'm sure this will be an ongoing story for a while oh yeah kevin dunn speaking of uh people getting knocked off the peg apparently he might be going to prison for insider trading see you bye I, I don't know a single person that likes this guy. Yep. Never met him. I don't know, but I'm sure most people are just like, peace out. Yep. I don't know. That, that'd be, that it's worth mentioning. Little beaver teeth looking motherfucker. I love Jim Cornette's impersonation. Yeah. <laughs> I, I don't know the guy either, but like, I mean, I've never met him either, but just Jesus Christ. I, I know he's a big responsibility for the um, quick camera cuts and all that shit. Which are terrible. I mean, it just takes away the whole enjoyment of wrestling i think yeah it's just the way it's shot and stuff and mm-hmm. not a fan of that nope uh another big story obviously we got to get to is jeff hardy um this is sad man this one is um probably the saddest thing ever because i think we we all grew up huge jeff hardy fans absolutely or the hardy boys in general um people don't know i guess most people probably do but uh he was he was arrested driving while intoxicated just seems like it's like a trend for the guy Yep. And 
I mean, I, we both watched Double or Nothing back in, uh, I guess, in May. And watching that show, it just seemed like he was um, he was out of it. Yeah, oh, yeah. And I guess later on they said, oh, he had a concussion early in the match. But I don't know if you remember when he was coming out, clap, like you know, slapping hands with the fans. He went right by the Young Bucks and like almost didn't even couldn't tell they were there. No. Early on, like the match hadn't started, he's go, making his round, you know, making his rounds around the ring, and they're like right there, and like they kind of look like, look, what are you doing? Like you're walking right by us, dude. Like, didn't even notice. Yeah, and I remember thinking, like, well, that's weird. Yeah. You know, like you don't, and he didn't even seem to acknowledge the fact that they're standing right there. Right. You know, most of the time, you're in that mode. You get your hands up, like you know, hey, watch out, I'm walking over here. You know. Yeah. So the match obviously was not the best. His condition was not great. A lot of people yeah. were kind of comparing it to that Victory Road pay-per-view where he walked out clearly under the influence. Yeah. This happens. It's super sad. Tony Khan has suspended him now without pay, which I think was the right call. Yeah, I think so, too. Uh, he he basically alluded to the fact that Jeff is is willing to accept some help, which I'm very glad to hear that. Because I know in the past he's kind of been against that. Yeah. Uh, maybe thinking he didn't have a problem. But um, I don't know, man. What do you think? Like, it's... I, I don't want to see his whole AEW run be this like that. How disappointing yeah. for the fans, for himself, for every. It's just like, oh my god, here we go again. Yeah, and and that's this is one of those scenarios where like I feel like WWE was right. You know what I mean? Yeah, because he should have gotten help when he was in WWE. I, I mean, I get that he didn't want to be there, but he should have gotten help then. I mean. I hope he actually gets help, but like it's dude addiction is a crazy thing, man. You know, it's like even if you want help, it's it's still hard. Yeah. It's still hard to to kick that habit. And yeah. you know, he at the end of the day he's a grown ass man and so nobody can force him to do anything. Yeah. Um, but I I hope he changes, man, because like we all love Jeff Hardy. You know, no one wants to see the downfall of him, you know. And so Well, I know um Matt Hardy's actually caught some flack on social media. I don't know if you've seen that. I saw his wife catch a lot of hell. Yeah. I mean, I think she kind of gets it because of how she's very outspoken. Mm -hmm. But she brought up a good point. She's like, he was with us. We got him to his hotel room. What else are we supposed to do? You want him to sleep in between us in bed? Like like you said, he's a grown man. He can make his own decisions. He's in his mid-40s. Like, Mm -hmm. if Jeff Hardy wants to drink or do drugs, he's going to do that. Yeah. And it's just, I don't know, man, it's just sad. Because I, I get to a point where I'm like, I was super stoked that he was coming back to AEW. I thought, oh, this is cool. C- coming out of the first time. I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. They're going to be the Hardy Boys again. They somehow were able to get their old music, which is insanely fun. Yeah. Like, this is awesome, right? Like, yeah. Great for everybody. And this happens, and it's just like, oh. Here we go. Yeah. I don't know. It's just, it's a s- shitty situation. It really is. And I mean. I mean, again, like everybody loves Jeff Hardy. Nobody wants to see it go down like this. So hopefully right. he can get some help and, and get back on his feet. Yeah. I just, I don't know, man. I'm just, just, it hurts when you see this. You're just like, oh yeah, not again. Yeah. You know, but I, I feel like this time it didn't seem like the driving thing is dumb, but like this time it didn't, the double or nothing thing, it didn't feel as bad to me as victory road. Yeah. I agree with that. It, I mean, it was rough, but it wasn't like. Okay, we need to stop this now. Yeah, it wasn't insultingly bad. Yeah. At least it wasn't the main event of the show. Right. And or it's so like two minutes long. I felt like even though it was clumsy, like the match, like the Young Bucks did a good job of carrying it to, yeah. to what they did. They got it passable. It just wasn't like you expect oh, the Hardys and the Young Bucks on pay-per-view. This is going to be right. epic. It wasn't what it should have been. Right. But it was it was passable. Yeah. And like you said, with addiction, man, it's just it's one of those things I'm sure he's wanted to kick it for a while. Mm-hmm. And 
I don't know. And and that's that's where the help comes in because with addiction you you fucking need it. You know, mm-hmm. you really do. Did you see Tony Khan's statement that he put out? I may have. I don't remember. A lot of people were were coming after him for that, and I'm like, what is he supposed to do? For coming for at him for what? The statement that he made. What did he say that was bad? I don't. I nothing. I think people are just that's how they are on Twitter. But I, I saw someone say like you know like people saying like well he made a statement way too soon. It's like well you waited a few days on John Moxley and then people got mad about that. It's like what is he supposed to do? Right. Like, you just address it. I don't know. Like it's it is what it is. Yeah. I mean I dude, I think Tony Khan's doing the best he can. You know what I mean? Like it's and I know you're not like a, a Tony Khan apologist. No, but I'm also not running a, a million dollar corporation either. Right. I don't have the stress that that guy has, and I feel like I'm under a ton of stress ninety percent of the time. But like. I don't have the stress that that guy has. Right. So, and I'm not in the public eye either. So like, I, I can't imagine what he goes through on a daily basis. No, no, no doubt about it. And I think with dealing with something like this, he's probably thinking like, Ooh, I got the Hardy boys. Right. No, you don't. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, that's, that, that sucks. Yeah. As a businessman, that sucks. So, and then also too, like you don't, what, I mean, what, like you so said, what if he had hurt somebody while driving under right. contract? Like, yeah. Oh my God. I mean, I think honestly, the guy needs a driver. At, yeah at this point and i think they're probably going to look into that i'm sure people don't it doesn't isn't he married he is like honestly he's got kids well well and that's probably why he doesn't but i was gonna say he ought to take his wife on the road mm-hmm. you know what i mean like she can be the driver she needs to be with him at all times you know yeah. i mean because realistically matt and uh, rip ribby 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 sky i think uh, she they shouldn't be babysitting jeff it's like I think Matt just always taking that responsibility as the older brother, but it's, but it's not. not his, it's not his responsibility. Like the wife, she's the accountability partner in mm-hmm. this. Like yeah. it, it shouldn't be Matt, right? You know, I get that they're brothers and they're super close, but like the wife is at this point in his life should be the accountability partner. No, I well, I was actually just watching uh, the Mighty Ducks. I re- okay. watched that recently, and I'd forgotten this whole part, but. Gordon Bombay, the coach, the reason he's the coach is community service. Yeah. He gets in trouble for a DUI. That's why he has the limo. Yeah. Because his firm gives him a driver because he doesn't have a license. Yeah. And I'm like, they can do this for Jeff. Like, yeah. right? I mean, like, obviously there's an issue with him getting behind a wheel intoxicated. And you brought you brought this up to me, too. Sometimes it's like a liquid courage thing, right? You don't feel like you're well. That's under the influence. That's just it, man. Like, when I... When, because in my early 20s, like I was drinking like a motherfucker. And, and it was one of those things where, like, when you drink that heavy, you feel like you're fine, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, but dude, there were so many nights, like, as a dumb person, you know, I thought I was fine to drive and I wasn't. Yeah. Like, I, I was lucky and blessed to never get caught or never hit anybody or anything like that. But, like, there were also nights where I woke up the next morning, didn't realize I got home. Mm hmm. And it's like, I know I shouldn't have been driving. And I, sure. but at, the, at the time, you know, you, you do. You think like, oh, I'm good. Mm-hmm. You know, so like, I think that's a lot of it. Yeah, it's just, it's just a sad thing. So hopefully this is the wake-up call he needs. I hope so. Paige has made some news. Paige has uh, announced she's leaving WWE. And um, I guess they opted just to not renew her contract, which is kind of weird because I kind of forget she's there because she's not really doing anything. She hasn't been on TV at all all in like at least over a year yeah she hasn't really done i know at one point they made her like a, a authority figure or something i feel like that was years ago though. it was but yeah. that's the only thing i remember her doing mm-hmm. so when she she managed that group for a split second mm-hmm. uh was it wasn't the riot squad it was absolution, absolution. Yeah. yeah 
but that was like still two, three years ago. Yeah. And so now, I mean, what do you think's next for? Do you think she's going to try to get back in the ring, try to get cleared? I hope so. I mean, like, if that's what she wants, I mean, if that's what she wants and if that's, you know, good, like if that's good for her body to do, you know, then yeah. But like, I mean, I just, I'm shocked as charismatic as she is in how great she is on camera. Like why didn't WWE utilize her at all? Like why didn't they make her a manager? Why wasn't she Ronda Rousey's mouthpiece? Yeah. You know, clearly she needs one. Right. Like why wasn't she out there? Like, I mean, she's a huge, what has been a huge star for WWE since like what? 2014. Mm -hmm. And it's like, what are they doing? I don't know. I, that one I I can't answer because I'm not sure, but. A lot of people are kind of speculating that she shows up in AEW. I wouldn't be shocked. That's that's. I feel like that's one that could really help out the women's division there. Yeah, no doubt. I mean, I feel like with the incredibly talented women they have there, mm-hmm. for some reason that division feels a little lackluster. Well, I, and I don't think it's intentionally. I think it just. I put that on Tony Khan a lot because really, really, really the uh, only two women that he promotes are like, you know. Um, Britt Baker and Jade Cargill, mm-hmm. you know, and rightfully so they're great talents, but even Thunder Rosa doesn't really get a whole lot of promotion and she's the women's champion right now. I'm glad that she's wrestling Tony storm at the pay-per-view. I think that'll be a cool match. Uh, well, I think it's good to, to highlight different women and yeah. give them like, you know, like, Hey, we're going to put these two together. Like, cause I think that'll be a good match. Good yeah, for them. You know, absolutely. Uh, Trevor Murdoch made some news, new NWA world champion two hey, times, yeah. two times now. Um, at the Always Ready pay-per-view, of course, Cardona got hurt. A lot of people probably are aware of that. And he actually relinquished the title, so it was uh, defended in a four-way. And Trevor came out on top, man. That's absolute definition of being in the right place, right time. Good for him. Absolutely it is, man. And the, with the NBA World's Championship, is that, like, the most prestigious world championship in wrestling? Like, I mean, from where it's at in the industry, I would say probably not. I think it's it's got the most lineage, right? Right. I mean... I, I get it. How do you look at it, though? I mean, well, and that's just it. I mean, clearly, far below AEW. Clearly, but like when you factor in the history and like the lineage, like I mean, the names that have held that championship is insane. Oh yeah. So it's I I feel like there's if I if I was a professional wrestler, there's two titles that I would want to hold, and that would be the WWE Championship and the NWA Championship, just yeah. because of the names who have held it and the most lineage. Yes, because like even like the Universal Title. Right. It's not the same because how many people have held it? Right. I mean, it's twelve, can, maybe. Yeah, and and so like it's, it, it's one of those things. Like I would want to hold the title that Harley Race, Ric Flair, Dusty Rhodes held. I would want to hold the title that you know Stone Cold, Hulk Hogan, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels held. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like those, absolutely, those are the two titles I would want to hold. It does make sense, and yeah. I, I think it's really cool that NWA is still kind of up and going. They actually, you know, it was funny as I was. We kind of talked about it a few weeks ago about how they have that deal on fight where you can pay 50 bucks a year and watch all the pay-per-views. Yeah. I'm like, that's not a bad deal. And I mean, there's some talents there they have. I'm like, that's really cool. Like they have Harry Smith's over there now with Doug Williams or like, Is a, he? they're like a British team. I'm like, they're the new tag champs. I'm like, that's kind of cool. That's good. I was wondering what happened to him. Cause he was a WWE and then never did anything. They literally signed him and released him. Like that was so strange. I to think me. he did a dark match, then a promo, then nothing. Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's just like, like Okie What the hell happened? Yeah. How do you miss with Harry Smith? Dude is gigantic. I know. And looks just like his pops. I know. It's like, what the hell? It's it's insane. I don't I don't get it. But yeah, but congratulations to Trevor Murdoch. Yeah. Edge made some news. Um Edge was in the group Judgment Day with 
Damian Priest and Rhea Ripley. I'll be honest, I wasn't a huge fan of this. I just felt like a little like cool know. faction, terrible name. Yeah, terrible name. I felt like they they could have gotten good if they had some time. Mm-hmm. And then uh, lo and behold, they kick Edge out of his own group that he created. Yeah, Finn Balor does. I guess they're Judgment Day now. I don't know. Yeah, hopefully they change the name, but yeah. Yeah, and uh, apparently they wanted it, they wanted it to have a supernatural feel, which Edge was like very, very adamantly against, and yeah. so they just kicked him out of his own group. And why does everything dark have to be supernatural? <laughs> I don't know. Like, but how do you do supernatural in wrestling? <clears throat> they did it well in the COVID era, but you can't really do that with a live crowd. You know, I mean, there were certain things they were able to pull off with the Undertaker that I thought were cool. But, like, there's a lot of stuff. Like, I, I remember thinking all the cool things they did with The Fiend uh, in in COVID era. I'm like, you can't do that in front of a live crowd because he, like, literally teleported mm-hmm. in the COVID era. And it's like, well, clearly you can't do that with a live crowd. You know? Sure. So. It's just not good. No. I mean, I don't know. Like, I, I understand the with wrestling is its own thing. Yeah. And we, we all kind of suspend disbelief to a, to a certain degree. But, good God. Like, yeah. The whole Ministry of Darkness thing and like Undertaker sending lightning bolts and all that stuff, like it's a little little hokey. Super hokey. You know, but I mean that's like I one of the coolest things that they ever did with The Undertaker that I thought I still like not really baffled by it, but like I still think it's cool how they did it was when and this was like ninety five, ninety six or something like that. Whenever I can't even remember the match, maybe it was a casket match or something like that where he was like on the screen. And he floated up. Floated up. 94 Royal Rumble. I was like, that shit is so cool. Like, that's still, to me, one of the coolest things that he's ever done. But Yeah, I, that's when, like, Yokozuna and all his goons kind of, like, locked him in the casket. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I know, like, they did some interesting stuff with him and Kane. Mm-hmm. Like, that lightning bolt striking the casket and setting it on fire and all yeah. this crazy stuff. And, like, that was kind of, like, for the time was kind of interesting. But yeah. now I don't know how well it would play. And Oh, no. Yeah. So, I don't know. Like, if you go too far, to me, it just is, like, it's. I, I remember, so when I was in NXT, the Ascension mm-hmm. was big. And that's when it was Connor and um, the guy that became, you know, Tom Latimer. Yeah. Bram. It was those two guys. And when they were on NXT TV, they had the lights and they had all that cool stuff smoke for the entrance watching them come out and do the same entrance at an armory in like Largo, Florida, not quite the same, you know, it's just, this is super lame. That was always my thought. Yeah. Good talents. And they had an impressive look, but it's like, this is, this sucks, you know? So that's kind of always been my thought with this type of thing. Well, and I feel like also too, you need to have an understanding of what you're doing. Like, you know, like if you're going to do supernatural, you need to understand the supernatural sides. Like I feel like, like with the House of Black, uh, I feel like they toe that line of being badass and hokey really well. Mm-hmm. You know, because they're kind of supernatural, but they don't do anything that's like out of the realm of possibility. Sure. You know, like it's but it's enough to watch their engines. Like, well, that's creepy. Well, yeah, and and then like I think of like uh, how he like turns people, you know, like um, like how he turned that one chick, you know, he like spat in her eye with the the black mist, and then it like kind of poisoned her or whatever. It's like that shit's cool, 
but long term storytelling. Because she wore the eye patch for a long time. Yeah, and it's not, but it's not hokey either. You know what I mean? Like because he did actually spit a mist. Right. Is that actual poison? No, of course not. But yeah, exactly. Right. And so, and then like he tried it on Pac, but it didn't work because you can't poison a bastard. Like that shit's cool. Like yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it's like there's a way to toe the line between badass and hokey, and I feel like WWE doesn't know how to do that because they don't understand that side. Whereas like House of Black, Malachi Black is like actually a pretty openly satanic dude. Mm-hmm. So like he gets it. Well, it's, it's also kind of like the Green Mist, like with Tajiri. Like right. Great Muda and Kabuki kind of did that, and it was like, I mean, it's just a food coloring deal. It's not. Right. It's not. It's nothing. It's nothing spectacular. Oscar does it now, right? But it's yeah. like it's something about that. You're like the Green Mist was. I always pop for it. Oh yeah, it's cool. It's just like oh shit, you yeah. know, like yeah. the mist, yeah. you know. It's awesome. And, and really, more than anything, it's just gross, right? But because you're spitting in someone's face, right? But it's yeah. like it's one of those things. It's like oh damn, the mist, you yeah. Know? <laughs> <laughs> I'll never forget a classic Simon Gotch moment. We had a guy that wanted to try to do the mist because, you know, he had no original ideas. I digress. He wanted to do the mist. And so Gotch knew how, how Muda did it. Like Mm -hmm. he's like, he takes an unlubed condom and he mixed it all together. Mm -hmm. And the reason was, is that will like a balloon will bust. That won't bust. And when it's time, referee holds it, you pop it, drink it in and do the deal. Yeah. Tajiri would do a thing where he would get it once he got it. Because I never saw Tajiri put it in his mouth mm-hmm. ever. And I think that's the talent of it, right? You never yeah. saw it happen. Then all of a sudden, psh, there it is. You're like, holy shit. You yeah. know, so he was, he knew, but I guess he would actually keep it in his mouth for a little while so people never saw the pass off. Mm. So anyway, this guy does the mist at a show. And I guess he chose like a, a yellow color jello because that's how they get the consistency. Mm hmm. Which like you can't see that like the reason it's green or red is that pops you can right. see it. anyway right so he did it and this guy after the show was like well he he sure spit that stuff in his face and he's like yeah the guy's got snake venom and he's like he's like he was born with snakes and <laughs> the guy's like really <laughs> I just always I always got a kick out of him telling ridiculous stories to people but was so convincing right that they were like. Really? Yeah, that's amazing. <laughs> yeah, he's got snake venom in his blood. Yeah. So anyway, but <laughs> back to the Judgment Day. Who the hell knows? Speaking of what could have been, a memo has recently leaked that the that Vince McMahon and the WWE tried to sign the Ultimate Warrior in 1997. Yeah. The memo was uh, dated in December of 97. So fact checkers out there, this is post-Montreal Screwjob. Yep. He, I guess he freed up some money with Brett. What do you think it would have been like if Ultimate Warrior joined the WWE at the birth of the Attitude Era? I think it would have been atrocious. Um, because, A, he wouldn't fit in. Right. Um, he probably would stop wearing the face paint. You think like, so? Or he would do something different. He'd probably honestly try to copy Sting. Um, because that was around the time that he, Sting was doing the, the Crow shit. Yeah. He would tr- probably try to figure out a way to do something like that. And... It just wouldn't work. He's, I don't know. Warriors too ego though. I think he'd have done his own thing. Like, well, I honestly, I remember thinking it was really cool when he showed up in WCW. It didn't last, and it wasn't very good in retrospect. But at the time, I thought, oh, this is awesome. I was excited for it, but it was kind of the shits. It was hundred percent the shits, and it. I don't know. I felt like he wouldn't have done very good, like with the because I mean, like, what? Who does he work? Well, and that's just it. I know off air you mentioned Undertaker and Kane. Like, that would have been cool, but I felt like that wouldn't have gone over very well at all because Undertaker was so well respected at that time. I felt like Undertaker probably would have had to put him in check, and I feel like Warrior probably would have just acted like a little 
bitch. Well, and you even said it was like a five-year deal. So like that puts him there to 2002. Like he would have been there when Lesnar showed up. Good God. What a dream match. The Ultimate Warrior versus Brock Lesnar. He Like Warrior probably would have been the guy to put Lesnar over. So I remember being super excited when Warrior showed up in 96. Mm-hmm. But even then, if you think about it, who the hell does he work? He was working Lawler around that time. Right. And that was like not really that good. No, it wasn't. And But I think that's part of the thing is like, who does he work? Because Shawn Michaels is your champion. So you got this workhorse champion right. who's going out there to have just incredible matches. Who the hell does Warrior work? So you have him work Hunter Hearst Helmsley at, at the at the WrestleMania. Well, that, right. that, that's fine. You get a snobby heel and like a heel everyone wants to see get beat. I get that. Yeah. Then you have him do a deal with Gold Dust. Okay. Yeah. Then he works Lawler, and then he's basically gone from there. Yeah. Now, there was um, – so at the end of King of the Ring 96, which is like his last pay-per-view, they set up doing a six-man tag at like this, the next in your house. And it was going to be like Vader, Owen and bulldog against Sean. I think Ahmed Johnson and ultimate warrior mm. oddly enough ended up being Sid. He ended up coming into that spot because <sighs> love Sid. Yeah. Because warrior left, but it's like, bam, like how interesting would that have been? Yeah. Six man tag with ultimate warrior and Shawn Michaels on the same team. Yeah. That's just, it's kind of, it's one of those weird things. So I get the name value. Like, Let's bring him in. But I've also heard that they nearly signed Savage in 97 yeah. from WCW and, and Hollywood Hogan. And you kind of wonder, like, where the hell do they fit? Yeah, they but, wouldn't have fit. But we're also looking at it from a perspective of what they did. Right. So they would have obviously changed some stuff up to make Warrior a, a name with that company. But I don't, like, who does he work? Maybe, maybe he works with Mankind. Maybe there's something there. Like, that's possible, I think. Yeah. I don't know. Like I again, I'm I'm sitting there looking at him. Like I don't know what you do with the guy. And, and and also too, like I feel like he probably wouldn't have been like champion. You know what I mean? Like he might he might have had another run at it, but like I don't think he would have been the top top guy all the time. I think it would have been cool if he had made a stable. Yeah, and called it like I honestly thought the One Warrior Nation stable was kind of a cool name. Mm-hmm. The fact that it was OWN, I think Vince would have been all over that. Oh yeah, and I kind of wonder if maybe that idea was there, and when that contract didn't work out he just took it right to wcw could be and because i remember if you remember in that one he ended up getting the disciple in wcw yep but then like he left and nothing happened but i thought him being kind of the head of a stable yeah that would have been cool might have been okay who would have been his stable guys that's that's see that's the thing who who goes to that stable right no clue yeah um i i feel like you could have repacked like i know at that time they had like the truth commission mm-hmm who aren't really doing anything because they're two big guys, guys, but maybe repackage some, some, some big guys. And okay. now you keep warrior on TV and he's still the ultimate warrior, but he's not wrestling every week, yeah. which I think was the, the drawback of him. You yeah. know, maybe you save him for a few big events, build him up. Honestly, I think him as a heel might've been fun simply because he never sure. had been, sure. you know, but he, cause I know he did one promo with Lawler where Lawler smashed a picture on his head mm-hmm. and he wore the hat because he was nervous of the glass. Yeah. But he just wore straight black paint. I'm like, that might work. Yeah. You know, like still do the same tassels and all that, but just all black. Yeah. That might be, that might be interesting. I don't know. Yeah. I could see that. But I, I think to think that it would have ever lasted five years. There's no way. That's just, you can't get six months out of the guy. I, yeah. Well, because it's all the same shtick. I mean, that guy never changed. Even when he did go to WCW, he was the exact same guy. You know, it was just it was just weird. You know. Yeah, but I I think it would have been it would have been interesting if they would have allowed him to do something different. You know, but I think 
the thing is, is as popular as Warrior was, his run really wasn't ever that long. I don't know if the guy had it in him to try something different. Like, I don't think he would have thought to try something different. I think he would have just been frustrated that it's not working anymore. And he's also a guy where Jim Cornette said this before, and he's he's absolutely right. He's like, some people are main event or nothing. And if yeah. they're not main event, then like they're nothing. Yeah. And I think that's Warrior. Yeah. Like, you can't really put him... Like, is he wrestling Jeff Jarrett in the King of the Ring tournament? Like, that doesn't right. work. Like, so... And then if he gets beat, like, how does that, how does that work? Like it's, there's not a lot you can do with the guy. He's got to be at the top. And I don't see him and stone cold having a match unless right. you build something around the guy. But then again, you had Vince Russo in charge who is, I mean, to his credit, he had some oh, yeah. fun ideas. So who knows? Yeah. I mean, honestly, like they, they re-signed earthquake in 98 and they made yeah. him Golga. Like, yeah. as weird as that was, it's like, oh, they gave Earthquake a job. Like, I love Earthquake. I'm all about him having a job, so. He, John Tent is the man. Dude, he was so good. Yeah. I don't know. Did you ever see that footage? He did a dark match in, like, 03. Did he? Yeah, as Earthquake. The crowd popped huge. Oh, yeah. Because he had that Earthquake music. It's just like, oh, my God, it's he's, Earthquake. Dude, he's amazing. Like, I, he's one of those guys, like, I get that, like, he's probably not the face of the company guy. But he just makes such a damn good heel. And, like, I always really liked his promo work. Like, I thought he was just cool as shit. Dude, I uh, I loved how they did his um, entrance. So they'd focus on his legs. Yeah. Just how big he was. And, and just kind of, like, like, pan up. You yeah. see this just massive body. I think he would honestly been a good heel for babyface Brock Lesnar early on. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because he's just such a big guy. Yeah. It's just like, and, and it's believable, this guy's sitting on your chest. Yeah. You know, like, okay, yeah, that would hurt. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I don't know. It's interesting to think what would have happened. Like, what if, right? Right. I, I mean, I think about that a lot with, like, even some of the other guys. I mean, be crazy if, like, Razor would have stayed, you know? Right. A lot of those guys. Or, like, if Papa Shango hadn't have been the godfather. And he actually came back as that Attitude Era Shango that they wanted. Yeah. Yeah, that would have been awesome. One more bit of wrestling news, and we'll uh, we'll throw it over to some toy talk. Um, what do you think about Seth Franklin Rollins? Love it, <laughs> love it. I, I I just hope that they eventually like. Imagine if he decided to do like a straight laced character, like almost like a Damian Sandow type character, and he just started calling himself Seth Franklin Rollins. That'd be incredible. So, it's kind of become a thing where his name is actually like internally used as Seth, quote unquote, freaking Rollins. Yeah. And so I guess every piece of promotional material they send out, that's what they use. And it's kind of one of those things, like when something gets official, it's like he's not Big E Langston. He's now officially just Big E. Yeah. He's not Antonio Cesaro. He's now just Cesaro. Yeah. So I guess they made it official. His name is Seth freaking Rollins. Mm -hmm. And some promotional material came out where it said Seth Franklin Rollins. I assume that's just a typo. Yeah. Because freaking's not an actual word. I thought it was from an arena. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah. It's just amazing. I thought that was so funny. Like, just like, what the hell? Like, that's so ridiculous. <laughs> that's good. And I and I wonder if it was on if it, like they it the computer corrected or they just looked at it wrong. And it was, I'm sure it was an autocorrect that they just didn't catch. Yeah, Seth Franklin Rollins. <laughs> <laughs> Worth mentioning. I thought it was funny. Oh yeah. Anyway, we got a little bit of toy talk. What do you say we dive into it here? Let's do it. Here we go. Open the box. It's the part of the show. We'll break your remain to a bit of toy talk. All right. So I want to get your take on something, Big Underscore Bane. Uh, so we've seen it a little bit, and it's happening more and more. A lot of toy companies are getting away from plastic and moving to the all-cardboard box, as it were. Um, 
Hasbro, obviously, we've seen some stuff with Marvel Legends. I assume Mattel and Jazzwares, all of them are going to be going that route. Mm -hmm. Not something a lot of, I think, Minton card collectors are excited about because it's like, it's a box. You know, how do you display this? Uh, Well, a new G.I. Joe showed up and just a basic figure of the character uh, Kamakura, as I believe is his name. I'm not familiar with the character, but it's the first one they've shown in just a straight cardboard box. Yeah. As far as my knowledge is. And it's an Amazon exclusive going for $33.99. Yeah. What are your thoughts on that, man? Too much. Do you think it's right now they're at that point where like, oh, it's an exclusive. Hey, it's new packaging. We can just get more money because people will pay it. Do you think that's the issue? I mean, maybe, but like, I I feel like these companies are pricing themselves out of business for sure. I was talking to some people about it and I'm like, you know what? I'm just not doing that anymore. Yeah. Like I just... It's too much money. It's too much for what you're getting. Like to be doing that right now, especially when everything else is going up in price and nobody's paychecks are going up in price. Mm -hmm. Like bad timing, terrible timing to be raising the prices of something that's just a hobby. Well, I know. um, And I've talked to some of my friends about this. I was like, you know, I've kind of gotten into collecting the vintage Ninja Turtle Playmates figures. Mm -hmm. A big reason is you can get most of those for under $10. Yeah. And I'm like, that might be the route I go. Yeah, just because it's it, they're fun. You can kind of go online. You can go to vintage toy shops. Yep, find different stuff. Like to me, it, that's way easier than just throwing out thirty five bucks for one off. You know what I mean? One off characters. And I and yeah. I know NECA charges that much. And I kind of wonder is like is that why their prices are going up? Because NECA is up there. It could be. I'm not sure. I just I feel like it's a. I feel like what's going to happen is this hobby's been. The action figure community has been pretty hot and heavy the last yep. few years. And I and I kind of wonder if, they're, if that bubble is just going to burst and people are going to be like, yep, I'm not doing that anymore. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, it's it's going to because... I'm seeing a lot more people getting out of it. Yeah, because you can't pay for it. Like, you just... Yeah. It's too much money. And I've been out of it for a while, and price is a huge reason. Like, I, I can't justify spending... Twenty dollars, even when it was twenty dollars or eighteen ninety nine at Walmart, I couldn't, I couldn't just by doing that once a week, mm-hmm. you know, and it's just too much money. And I, I think it's one of those things where everyone collects a little bit differently. But I remember talking to a good friend of the show, Drew Vinsel, and he was telling me he's like, some of these ones I bought, I'm like, why did I buy that? Right. I remember he was like, I bought Drake Maverick. Like, why? Right. Like, because I think you're into collecting, and so it's like you're just gonna buy anyone you don't have. And he's like, right, and. Then I know him and Eric Brown from doing the favor and other people just they start selling stuff, you yeah. know, like as I think that's what we all do is like, I don't need this anymore. I'll sell it or I'll trade for it or whatever it might be. So I don't I don't personally get this huge price hike, but I feel like it's uh, I think it's going to limit who buys stuff. And you're, ultimately, you're going to end up alienating this fan base and you know, things are going to change. Well, and a big thing, too, like, you know, you mentioned NECA NECA charges what they charge because it's a premium figure mm-hmm. like i don't i feel like you kind of it, it's a little overpriced but i feel like you are closer to getting your money's worth than that than like a 33 dollar figure from amazon like that mm-hmm. you know well these are still toys right and i think right. neck is more of a collectible yeah i think that's the difference um they're probably charging too much too i mean oh, but yeah. i think people are just kind of used to that that's just what it is mm-hmm. it is what it is um I don't know. I, I don't really know the right answer, honestly, other than it just, I think it's just going to get people to be like, yeah, I'm going to pass on that. Yeah. I mean, there's a big reason why I haven't supported any of these companies with their, their, uh, the independent ones, the Hasbro's. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cause it's like, I ain't spending $40 on that. Mm-hmm. That's a $6 figure. 
Well, and that's the thing is like part of that, I think, changes because of it being independent. So their cost is more. No, I and I get that. Like, okay, so this, well, like this new company, Powertown, they still haven't announced their prices. And I'm like, I think that's going to be the factor. Yeah. If they they're all, they're going to be expensive. Well, if they all of a sudden come out and like, hey, they're 55 bucks. It's like, oh, cool. See you. Yeah. I mean, yeah, I'll probably buy Harley. Yep. And I may buy a few others, but it, you're not buying all of them, right? I think if, if it's more of the 20 to $25 range, more people will buy them. Mm-hmm. I think, I think that's the problem. I think when you start factoring in spending more money, it just, it kind of pulls people like, yeah, I'll just leave that alone and won't even collect it at all. Right. So I get, I get, I don't know, I guess we'll see, we'll see what happens, but yeah, it's, it's, um, money's always the factor I think with these, with this stuff, especially right now. Yeah. Like you really like got to pick and choose mm-hmm. what you're getting. Yeah, no doubt about it. And I think is there's a lot of fun stuff out there right now, but I think with that, that being said, we're going to start to see that bubble burst and more people being like, yeah, I can't do this anymore. Well, and the majority of us right now are living paycheck to paycheck pretty yeah. much. You okay. know what I mean? Like, so it's, it, yeah, I mean, right now it's just not feasible. Right. And I think with um, the cost of everything going up, I don't know. So this to me is kind of unrelated, but I think we all realized about five, six years ago, cable TV is not worth it. Right. Why would I pay $55, $60 a month minimum, probably closer to 100 mm-hmm. for cable Yeah, when I can do streaming for, you can do multiple streaming services for half that price. Yeah. So why would you do it? Yeah. And I think, you know, I remember having a conversation with my dad, like, well, if I had Netflix and Hulu and Amazon, all this stuff, like, why do I need cable? I'm like, well, you don't. Right. It's like, huh. You know, but again, that generation has been so ingrained with having cable it's kind of hard to do away with it. Like I talk to guys at my work all the time. Like I couldn't have cable. Right. I have to have it. I was like, well, why? Well, I like to watch that show top gear. I'm like, okay. So you pay 60 something dollars a month to watch that one show. And you kind of look like, huh? Yeah, <laughs> like I do. Yeah. So Would that that's probably on Hulu next day. Probably. Right. Yeah. And, and again, that's one of those things. Like, even if it's not, is there a way to watch it elsewhere? Probably. Probably. I don't know, but yeah. Most of the, like, I know, like, Peacock, for instance, like, has all their NBC shows next day that you can watch. Yeah. And so I'm, like, I'm sure most channels are like that, like, streaming services. What I noticed with Peacock, though, is stuff goes away on there quite a bit. That doesn't last. It's not all always there. Yeah. Which is similar to, like, uh, Hulu. Like, Hulu does that, too. Like, it'll just stay on there for a few months uh, for some of these networks that they have. Well, I caught up on Young Rock recently. I don't know if you watch that at all. Uh, I fell off in the second season. I, I like the second season just because of all the wrestling references. Mm-hmm. Like seeing Mantar on there was amazing. Yeah. Uh, but I went on there to watch it. I noticed all of season one was gone. Yeah. I'm like, oh, damn. They just pulled that all off. So yeah, it's one of those things. If you don't keep up with it, it'll go away. Which yeah. honestly is not a bad idea for a streaming service. That way it's always new stuff rotating. Well, and it kind of helps your servers out too. You're not overloading your servers. Right. But uh, so far all the WWE stuff has stayed up there as far as I can tell. But yeah, which is cool. But. Yeah, man. Um, new pricing on the figures is uh, it's definitely wild. That is for sure. Oh yeah. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's dive into our uh, our tournament action here, Big Underscore Bane. Let's do it. We are now into the semifinals. Let me give a brief um, a brief look at everything here. All right. So <clears throat> in the first round, Captain Marvel beat Thor as a worse movie. Iron Man 2 beat Doctor Strange as a worse movie. 
Eternals defeated Avengers Age of Ultron as a worst movie, and Thor The Dark World defeated Black Widow as the worst movie. So our semifinals are set of Captain Marvel versus Iron Man 2 and the Eternals versus Thor The Dark World. Now, this is a shocker. We had a tie. 50% of the votes on each side, Captain Marvel and Iron Man 2. Um, so here's my thought. Triple threat. Triple threat. Uh, Captain Marvel and Iron Man 2 both advanced to the finals. Because neither one won, but neither one lost. So this week we will do the Eternals and Thor the Dark World, and the finals will be a triple threat match. Sounds good to me. Interesting. Uh, So Thor and the Eternals. Thor the Dark World. Have you seen this movie? Uh, Yes. Not great. It's okay for a Thor movie, but it's not great. I'm honestly the only Thor movie I'm actually a fan of is Ragnarok. Sure. I can get that. The new one coming out looks fun. It does look fun. Yeah. It's interesting, though, of all the characters, he's the one to get a fourth film. Don't you think that's kind of odd? It's it's honestly because Ragnarok, probably because Ragnarok did so good. <laughs> yeah, probably so. Uh, but I know they also want to do the Mighty Thor with Jane Foster, so that could okay. be part of why. Uh, but the Eternals might be the worst Marvel film ever in history, in my opinion. Just not a good movie. So I don't see any way that that can't win. Eternals? Yeah. Yeah, I'd be shocked if it lost. So, but yeah, man, that's going to be an interesting triple threat. Captain Marvel... Iron Man 2 and either the Eternals or Thor the Dark World. Yeah, we'll find out. We will find out. So make sure to go vote at BBPH918. Uh, Forbidden Door. Quick little thing is coming up. Are you planning to watch that show, the New Japan AEW show? Yeah, no. Not a fan. It's The card's kind of weird so far. Everything they've announced is a little like... Like Moxley and Tanahashi's kind of fun, but... like I don't know. Like They announced a weird six-man. I don't know if it was like Jericho, Sammy Guevara, and Minoru Suzuki. Yeah. Versus Wheeler Yuta, Eddie Kingston, and a Japanese young boy. Yeah. Just like, what? Yeah. It's, <laughs> it's, it's, a, it's a weird bracket. Seems super thrown together, and I just not, I don't care. It, I've, seen, I've seen some people online kind of criticize, like, this is not going to be, like, this exciting show that people are, like, it might be a fun one-off show, but with very little build, yeah. it's hard to make this, like, a big deal, I don't think. Yeah. It's, uh, I don't know. I'm not interested. Like, I and, and I don't watch... I don't watch New Japan, so right, like, right. even if it was like the tippity top guys on the card, like I wouldn't be that interested because I just don't know anything about the guys. I'm a huge fan of Tanahashi. I'm a huge yeah. huge fan of Okada. I don't even know if he's on the card or not. I don't. I, I haven't heard anything about Okada. Yeah, so I don't. I don't know. It's just like, okay, like, yeah. so we'll see what happens. But I mean, good for them for trying something. You know, I know WCW did this in the past, and well, and actually, I know was it Jay White. I think he's the new champion now. He's the IWGP champion, yeah. Yeah, so like... There's rumor it's going to be him or him versus Adam Cole or Adam Page, maybe. And so he won it from Okada, right? I believe so. So maybe like they just didn't want Okada to go over there and lose or something. <laughs> Could be, or they put him in something else. Yeah. I feel like we'll see a lot of like eight and ten man tags. Yes. Now, show. one thing that... And this is just a random thought, which I'm sure other people have had, but like, I kind of wonder if, and this is still going back to if the whole MJ, if thing is a work, like I kind of wonder if he'll show up and kind of disrupt something a little bit. There's been such a shit storm in wrestling that like, that seems so like you forgot about that. Yeah, right? yeah. it really did. Yeah. And so I kind of wonder if he'll show up and make some noise. If the whole thing is a work with him. So here's what I think with that. I think it was a work that turned into a shoot. It was that Hogan tweet. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. Don't work yourself into a shoot, jabroni marks or whatever. And I think, yeah, I think he kind of ended up 
reworking it and pissing off executives. And yeah. I'll, I mean, I remember there was a a thing back in like 04, Randy Orton was shooting with Ric Flair. Mm-hmm. And Ric Flair said something about like, you know, you're a little bloody virgin. And I guess there was like USA executives there or Spike TV, whichever channel they were on. Mm. And because he said it that way, Vince like lost his shit <laughs> and almost fired Flair on the spot. Ric Flair almost fired him on the spot. Wow. Because of like him looking. This is the same company that get like a, a 80 year old woman gave birth to a hand. Right. But you know what I mean? It's different times. Triple H dumped, humped a dead body. Right. I mean, yeah. it's like that was like that same year, I think. Yeah. So it's like. <laughs> What the hell? But because he said it, it wasn't he wasn't supposed to say it. It kind of became a um, an issue. Yeah. So I think that's what happened here. I think MJF said something he wasn't supposed to say with people there that shouldn't have heard it, yeah. and it became a big deal. You know, let the heat die down. Yeah, you know, I'm sure he's like, thank God for Jeff Hardy, right? <laughs> because <laughs> don't make me look as bad now. So thank God for Vince McMahon. Yeah, and just waiting on that next big catastrophe, right? Right. Yeah, it's wild, wild time, but. uh Anyway, uh, anything else you want to add before we get out of here, man? That's it. Of course, uh, we want to throw some shout-outs out. Of course, uh, the Fully Posable Wrestling Figure Podcast with Jeff and Scott. Make sure to check them out. And Scott's side project, Drunk Wrestling History. Yep. Check out Doing the Favor with Eric and Barry. They do watch-alongs, wrestling podcasts, all kinds of fun stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, the Positively Pro Wrestling Podcast with Steve and Eric. The Ringside Rant with RJ. The Leisure and Lariats Podcast with our pals, with my Good buddy, Ruthless Ryan Davidson. Uh, in the Marbles with our pals, Soda and Ethan. I think Ethan's selling cars now. Yeah, he is. Good for him, man. I think absolutely. that's awesome. Yeah. I would absolutely buy a car from Ethan. Me too. You know why? Because he's trusting. He has like those He has those honest eyes. Yeah. I'd be like, I can trust this guy. You know what I mean? Like, seriously. <laughs> like, anytime I see a salesman, I'm like, yeah. I just, it makes my skin crawl. But like, he's got a calming effect. Oh, so yeah. I hope, he, I hope he does well with this. Yeah, me too. I think it's, I think it's awesome. So good for him, man. Uh, Boot to the Face with Marty and Rucker. Tales from the Estate with our buddies Drew Vinsel and his wife Caitlin. And, of course, the twins over there. Yep. Uh, Wreck My Podcast with Jordan Zeilinger and his crew. Trivia with Buds with our friend Ryan Buds. Of course, Howlin' with the Wolf with the one and only Jason Wolf and his epic, amazing chop shop. He's got a lot of stuff in the works right now. I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Nice. Uh, Pulling up a chair with our buddy Tim over at a chair shot. And finally, Night of the Nerdy Laser Podcast with our buddy Richard Ewell. Um, also, our other shows, you know, it's Fake Right with me every Monday and a special guest. And then uh, No Holds Barred with Bill Benis. Yeah. But uh, you guys are on sabbatical. Yeah, we are. I, got his, it, I, I blocked his number. He'll get a hold of you eventually. I, I, I don't know. I blocked his number, so don't have to hear from him for a while. And we'll see. I'm sure he'll be back sooner than later. And then, of course, uh, all of Bay's music you can find on Apple, Spotify, wherever you get your tunes. Mm-hmm. You're, uh, I feel like you're tweeting a lot more about it or Instagramming about it. More, yeah. more stuff's coming, so, so I, everyone's ready for it. So I've got the, I've got the, the rap album pretty much done. Um, I, I thought it was done, done, and then I listened to it in my work truck. I, I do this thing. So when I mix, what I do is like I'll listen to it in, in the headphones from my laptop. Then I'll take it to my car, and then I'll take it to my work truck, and then if it all sounds good there, then my last thing to listen to it in is my Bluetooth headphones. And if it sounds good in everything, that's what I think it's good. <laughs> so, and you do this as the, you call that the car test, right? Yeah. Because, well, because everybody's sound system sounds different. And so, and I so like, that. I try to make sure in every like different way that I can at my house, that it sounds good in everything. And so like, so this last mix, when I tweeted that everything was done last week, um, 
I had listened to it in my from my laptop and in my car, and I was like, yeah, sounds good. Well, I took it to my work truck, and now it's just like minor tweaks that I need to do. Like there was a, there was a couple of songs that like the mids on my vocals were way too high, and so and I imagine your work truck's the shittiest one. Yes, but I know there's a lot of people that got shitty systems. So sure. like, <laughs> well, and then also people that probably I think Soda's a truck driver, so he probably yes. listens in his truck, so he would appreciate this. Yeah, so like I, I'm listening to it in there, and like I have the bass turned all the way up, and you can still barely hear it. So like it's it's just one of those things. But like once I get it, I'm gonna I fixed it everything that I could think of, and then I'm gonna play it again in my work truck this week. And then if it all sounds good, then I'll be listening to it in my Bluetooth headphones. If it all sounds good in there because that one has the most bass out of every place that I listen to it. And so if it all sounds good there, then it'll be done, done. And then I can finally move on to mixing the uh, new alternative stuff. Beautiful. So I'm excited, man. Absolutely. And I've already got the album artwork for that. So we're, we're good to go. Awesome. Good news. Good news on the front. I like it. Yeah, buddy. Uh, If you have a beard or know someone has a beard, check out outsiders beard Co. get you some beard balm, beard oil, make that beard look and smell fantastic. Do it. Absolutely. All of our t-shirts you can find at prowrestlingtees.com forward slash Brian Breaker. We also have our Redbubble store, bbph.redbubble.com. And we have a store over at whatamaneuver.net. We have about three shirts there available, plus all of our podcasting friends have shirts there. So Mm -hmm. if you want to support us and other podcasters, check out whatamaneuver.net. Absolutely. Thank you guys for checking out Breaker and Bane's Power Hour. I'm Brian Breaker. I'm Bane. We'll see you guys in seven days. Peace easy. Yeah. One more time. <laughs> it ain't over till I say it's over. So lock the cage up, cause this is a takeover. The wait's over. If this the final time we meet, then you'll be on your back on my feet. Then I'll tip the cage over as I hang over. I'm super fly, so I can splash off the top. And I can shut down the shop. Like Randy Savage, I'm the cream of the crop. And I'm always gonna rise to the top. People's champ like the rock. I do not give a fuck, so let that shit drop. Man, I'm so over. Double pistols. What'd you think? It's good. It was really good. Pretty good. That son of a bitch, Eric Barker. You son of a bitch. Can't dig it. Nailed it. Nailed it. Perfect. Put, put it on the internet.